Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Bible study today on this beautiful Monday morning here in Queen City, Texas. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, Crossway Church. Glad to be here with you this morning. We're here every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, and presently we are sharing the book of Hebrews, and we're in chapter 1. So if you're just now getting involved, you're on the ground floor level, it's going to be a great Bible study as long as it takes. Hopefully the Lord will come before we're done teaching this great book. But we have in the past, uh, uh, over the last three or four years, we've taken a year and a half to teach Ephesians, a year and a half to teach Galatians, and two years and nine months to teach Romans. So we're just so thankful to be able to be here today with you, whatever day it might be that you have found us on uh, social media. My YouTube channel is Curtis Hutchinson 316, and of course the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and our website, thecrosswaychurch.com, where you can find everything we do here at Crossway Church uploaded, both to the website and the YouTube channel. And uh, we're just excited. I mean, I'm telling you, we're living in the best times you could ever live in. And I know some people say, how could you say that? Because if God has promised to make the path of the just shine more unto that perfect day, then the path he's placed us on is brighter today than it's ever been, even though the world is darker than it's ever been and getting rapidly darker very fast. You and I are on a path that's shining brighter and brighter. It's just a matter of which one we'll choose to really focus on and give our attention to. We always have to realize that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And everyone who's all entangled in all the stuff that's out there right now, and this is just an extra word of encouragement and hopefully direction, instruction for those who have ears to hear. But all that stuff out there in our world, in our nation today that we're we have going on and all the political and the virus and all, all the things that's going on. Uh, if you get wrapped up in that, the Bible says you will not be able to be a good soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the devil's told lots of folks getting entangled in all that is what will help them be a good soldier, but that is not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says if you get entangled in the affairs of this life, you will not be able to be a good soldier, and that's what the Bible teaches. So uh, you just need to stay the course, folks. You, uh, pray for what you need to pray about. There's always a lot to be prayed for, more so as the days go on. But to get entangled in it. No, no, that's flesh. And we, we, we do what we're called to do according to God's Word. And outside of that, it will just be flesh. And when we're sowing to the flesh, we will reap corruption. We will reap things we do not want to reap. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll try to always throw our own personal little spiritual twist into it. But listen, just stay the course. Stay the course. It's not being passive to be a Christian. A lot of people say, well, y'all are just being passive. No, that's, they would have said the same thing about Jesus when it came time to lay his life down. Why is he being so passive? Because those people don't understand the avenue through which the power of God comes and to those it comes and flows through. It's the humble, broken, and that's the people. That not, no, 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 not the always crying and so-called sensitive people, but those who are trusting 
in that humble and obedient act of Jesus at Calvary that he carried out for us to show us not that which is passive but had the appearance of passive but that which is the power of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You need to make your mind up. You need to make your choice today. There's only one way to serve God and that's through faith in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. If that's not the object of our faith, if the cross is not the object of our faith, we're going to be caught up in all sorts of things and our flesh, the lust of our flesh, is going to carry us away. It's already happening to many right now as we speak. Many, many, many Christians in these last few moments before the Lord comes are going to be seduced by seducing spirits. They're going to wax cold from love. They're going to, they're going to fall away from the faith because they're after other things than what the faith provides. And listen, it's, you're going to have to keep looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of your faith that works by love and the fruit of it is the same thing that fuels it. It's love. Faith works by love and produces love. Or it is not biblical faith. Well, that's a little short golden nugget. Just a word of encouragement. So, I mean, I mean, you, you really don't know what's going on anywhere, do you? If all you're doing is reading about it on social media. You, if you're not there to see it with your own eyes, and even if you are, sometimes what you're looking at might not be really what you think you're seeing. The only 110% assurance you can have in that which you read that gives you eyes to see the reality of what's really going on is the Word of God. My friend, stick with it. Stick with the Word of God. I want to read, I know this is part 7, and I'm still uh, stuck in the first three or four verses of Hebrews chapter 1, but it's only because it's life and it's good, it's dynamic, it's wonderful, it's marvelous, hallelujah. And I want to show you something. In the first three verses of this great letter of Hebrews, the first chapter, the first three verses, the Bible, this letter reveals really who Christ is, what the whole letter's about, and, and, and really, it reveals the fullness of who Christ is and what He did, who He is to us, and, and the different, in the three different avenues it speaks of Him. So let's look at this together. I want, I want us to see this. I want us to see today that Jesus is the prophet that all the prophets pointed to. He is the high priest that all the priesthood pointed to. And he is the king that all the kings pointed to. We're going to see that in the first three verses of Hebrews chapter 1. Watch this. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spoke in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, and the last days began when Jesus showed up, that was the door that opened into this last day's period in which Christ, at the end of this age, these last days, Jesus will come for his bride and will take us away. And then after the seven-year tribulation, we will all come back with him and rule and reign with him for the last 
1,000 year period of the last, very last portion of this entire age and then he will create new heavens and a new earth. That's all in your Bible and it's going to be so wonderful, the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 65, that we won't even have a memory of that which was. Glory to God. Now that'll make you get up off the couch and run around the living room. Hallelujah. Not even going to have a memory of the former things. That's how good things are going to be in that day. Hallelujah. So watch this. The writer here says that God in, in times past in diverse manners spoke, he spoke to our fathers. That, that's the fathers of Israel. God wasn't out there just speaking to whoever and anybody by the prophets. He spoke it to the fathers of Israel by the prophets. And, and prophets were not just Ezekiel and Isaiah and, and, and Jeremiah. Uh, Enoch, who was raptured out, uh, you know, the Lord took him. He was a prophet. He prophesied. So all those in the Old Covenant that spoke of the Christ to come, they were prophets. Watch this now. Has God in these last days, God in these last days has spoken unto us by His Son. Jesus Christ is the final word of God in these last days. You better watch those that say God's still speaking outside of what the Bible says, that God's still giving new revelation. No, God's not giving new revelation. God is illuminating the hearts of men if they'll believe the revelation He gave to these men who wrote this Bible, the Word of God. Outside of that, beyond that, no, 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 that's not God speaking by His Son. God has spoken to us by His Son. He, Jesus Christ is the final Word of God in these last days. He's it. There's, God's not speaking anything that's not by His Son, and that means through faith in the sacrifice. You, you can't hear God unless you're hearing the Son, and you can't hear the Son unless your faith is in what the Son did for you at Calvary. And that doesn't mean just because because your faith was in the Son and you got saved. Read Hebrews. We'll get there one day maybe. Maybe not. But Hebrews 5 is about a, a group of people uh, right here. This letter is, is, is written to, to a group of people who are, are trying, they're trying to stay on the milk their whole life. And the warning comes, you'll either get off the milk and on the meat and begin to mature or you're going to fall away. There is no being on the milk your entire life. If, you, if we've said that, and I have, and God, I'm sorry, and I apologized to our people yesterday, you can't tell God's people that they're going to be on milk and their son been on milk 60, 70 years as a Christian. No, you don't stay on milk. God shows up, gives you an opportunity to grow and mature, or you choose not to, which is always a moral issue, and the only other option... It is not to stay a baby all your life. It's to fall away. Read Hebrews 5 and 6. Jesus is the final word of God in these last days. That's right. He is, he is the prophet. He is the final prophet in these last days that has brought the word of God. God speaks by him, in him, and through him, and God doesn't speak around uh, any other avenue except by his son. And Hebrews 12 and 24 tells us what that means, that it's through the blood that God speaks. Hallelujah. God's not speaking outside of Christ. 
and what he did in Calvary because that was the righteous work carried out for all humanity to be able to be made righteous and to bear the fruits of righteousness. And listen, all God's words are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. Therefore, they, if you... If you Read Hebrews 5, the reason they're not growing is because they're still on the milk. And it tells, tells us why they're still on the milk is because they're not skillful with the words of righteousness. That means, that means until God's word becomes the words that guide us on the path of righteousness, that, that change us and, and mature us and, and, and allow us to bear forth the fruits of his righteousness, we're still babes. We're still babes. We're, we're not growing. And, and, and the option is there for all of God's people to grow. But there is not an option to stay in that place all your life. The option is to grow or to fall away. Again, read Hebrews 5 and 6. Now, Hebrews 6 is not about a people who got close to believing and never did. No, that's, that's what the heresy has been for many, many years. That's, that's not true. This letter is written to... Hebrew Christians, Christians, Christians. This letter, matter of fact, the Bible says can't nobody understand the Word of God unless they're a Christian. They, they don't have ears. They, they, there's no way they can, they can discern spiritual things until they are born again and see the kingdom and enter the kingdom and then have access to uh, the understanding of God's words. But they must be in righteousness. See, when you begin to hear God's words in righteousness, and, 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 and you begin to learn to be skillful, to handle God's words of righteousness, that means you're now partaking of meat. That means you're growing. That means you're maturing. That means you, you're, you're leaving that elementary things. You're moving on unto perfection. You're growing and maturing. And that's in Hebrews 5 and 6. But here I want to show you this morning quickly that Jesus... He is, he is the, the final prophet in this age. There are prophets today. There's, there's apostles and everything that Jesus gave the early church we still have operating maybe in different capacities such as apostles that walked with Christ are not the same as apostles today. Apostles may go out and break ground and, 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 and raise up new churches or whatever, but, but they do not have the authority today to write scripture. They do not have the authority to speak on behalf of God something that has not already been written. Amen. But Jesus is God's prophet. He's also the finality of the great high priest. He is not only he's not only the prophet who God speaks through and by in these last days, he is also the priest that came and look, 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 look at verse 3 who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins. That makes him the new high priest. The priesthood has changed. The old Levitical and the Aaronic priesthood is gone. The new Melchizedekian priesthood is here and Jesus is the great high priest after the order of Melchizedek presented in type and shadow under the old. In, in, in Genesis and the book of Psalms that, that was promised and it is here right now and Jesus Christ purged us 
from our sins by himself as the new high priest. He's the one that made the new and living way for us in his flesh. He didn't bring animals before God. He brought himself. He gave himself. He's not only God's prophet, he's God's priest. Hallelujah. And these are forever and ever. Hallelujah. And watch this. Not only is he God's prophet, final prophet, final priest, but he is also the king now who's seated at the right hand of God. Watch this. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, hallelujah, the king of kings and Lord of lords is seated at the right hand of our heavenly father right now. <laughs> That's powerful. Jesus is God's prophet that all the prophets spoke about and pointed to. Jesus said that. They spoke of him. He is God's priest, the new high priest forever. There will not ever be another one. This is a forever eternal covenant with an eternal high priest that will never die. So there won't be a need for another one. It's eternal life. The Bible says he ever liveth to make intercession for his people, praise God, because he is our eternal king. Glory to God. So Jesus is the final prophet of God. He is the final and eternal priest of God. And he is the king of kings and lord of lords that will represent God and humanity to God for all eternity. <laughs> That's what the book of Hebrews is really about. That's what this letter is really about. The supremacy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Above that of Moses, above that of uh, the angels. Above, and he talks a lot about that. We're going to read this look in verse 4. Being made so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. A name, when you see the word excellent, it just means that which excels. And you, you remember it was by angels that, the, that Moses received, it was by the ministry of angels on Mount Sinai that Moses received the law. But it wasn't by angels that brought us the new law, the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Jesus himself brought us the new law and presented that new and living way, that, that new law, hallelujah, that, that changing over from the old priesthood to the new priesthood, the, the changing from the old law to the new law, hallelujah. And the Bible declares in Hebrews 7 and 12 that because the priesthood changed, there was also a necessity that the law changed. The law that was brought about by angels and, 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 and Moses on Mount Sinai, the new law was not brought about by angels. It was brought about by the Lord Jesus Christ himself, so much better than the angels. And you know, when you see the word better, and I think we discussed it in our last session, it's kind of like you have to see it, the new covenant, the people under the new covenant have a better covenant, better promises, and all sorts of better things. And really, it just means better avenues 
to glorify God. Hallelujah. Yes, the benefits are wonderful and marvelous for us, greater than that of old. But in all reality, the way God sees it, yes, is blessing His people. But listen, when God uses the word better, He's talking about that which better glorifies Him. When, when the Lord uh, through Samuel told Saul, today the Lord is stripping the kingdom out of your hands and giving it to your neighbor who is better than you, well, both men were sinners. So the Lord was referring to stripping the kingdom from a sinful Saul, disobedient King Saul, and giving it to his neighbor, a new king, David, which would better glorify God. But Saul didn't do good in that. Saul was an evil man, wicked man. And David comes along. God says David has a heart after God. And David was still a sinner and committed sins. But he had a heart after God. When confronted of his sins, he would repent. And he, he would be better in the sense of that he would be used by God to uh, better point to a coming Redeemer that Saul didn't want to have any part of. And David would be used to prophesy and sing wonderful songs that would illustrate a coming Savior, point to a Messiah. And many times God would use David in, in many different, that's what the diverse manners speaks of in verse 1, men like David and others being used in, in diverse manners that God was speaking through those diverse manners to point to the Son. Remember, when God spoke by the prophets to the fathers of Israel in times past, it was about a coming Redeemer. A coming Redeemer. It was always, no matter what it was presently referring to, it always had a type and a shadow of the Redeemer to come. It was always about Jesus in the Old Covenant, but now God in these last days has sent His Son to speak by His Son, not just about His Son, but by His Son in the person and the work of His Son. Hallelujah. Not just about Him coming, but through him, now having come, he speaks by him. And yes, it's still all about him, praise God. But he is so much better than the angels. Doesn't mean he, 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 he reached a place and had to grow into that place. He was always better than the angels. But because of him becoming the God-man, the God-man, the man that Jesus used that phrase so much, the Son of Man, because he was, he was the God, fully God and man, fully man. And because of his humble and obedient act unto death, this inheritance he received. He obtained a more excellent name than all the angels. All the angels have names and, and their purpose is great and marvelous even up until this very hour. But Jesus, uh, let me say this, don't get caught up in angel chasing and ain't looking for angels and all that. that, that You're you going to get in trouble doing that. A lot of Christians have got caught up in that focus. of. Now listen, angels are not the focus. Jesus Christ the Bible, say, the Bible doesn't say look unto angels. And Jesus is not an angel. Lucifer is an angel. So if you've been caught up in believing that Jesus and Lucifer are brothers, you, you didn't find that in the Word of God. You found that in some other writing that is not God speaking by His Son 
in these last days. What God has said by His Son in these last days are written by those who walked with His Son in these last days. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, you're not going to come. Any preacher that today says God is still speaking farther outside, even outside of what's written, you better run from them. You better run from them. One of, the, one of the prerequisites of being an apostle of Jesus Christ that would be able to have the authority and the permission to write something considered scripture was to walk with him. The only one that didn't was Paul and Paul was met by Jesus on the way to Damascus and given his ministry a personal invitation by him, appearance of Christ to him, calling by him. So these men today who claim God is still speaking, oh, He is, but it's only by His Son, through His Son, and that means through faith in the sacrifice. Glory to God. So in verse 5 says, Which of the angels did God at any time say, You're my son? And some Bible scholars think that Christ has been given the name Son. And we're not really... Sure about that, but that is what God calls him, his son, the son of God. He speaks to us in these last days by his son. For which of the angels at any time did God call his son? Watch this now because if you're not careful here, you'll get confused because many times the word angel in the old covenant is used as sons of God. But that's plural. Watch what we see here. Verse 5, For unto us, for unto which of the angels did God at any time say, You're my son. This day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. What we're reading here is God telling us he didn't say that to any angels. This is something specifically to his only begotten son that we'll see later God calls his firstborn. That means the firstborn into the new creation that will be forever and ever in all of the old creation. Again, I said in the beginning, it will not only be gone, but it will all be forgotten forever. All of the former things will never come to memory again. You can find that verse in Isaiah chapter 65. You should go search for it. Your heart will leap with joy unless you're too attached to, to this world and all of its ways and God forbid that you are. I hope you're looking and searching and reaching for that city wherein dwells righteousness and you're not looking back. The Bible says in this very letter to the Hebrews that if, folk, that, that if the people would have looked back, they would have had opportunity to go back. Listen, we're not looking back to things that are going to be wiped out and taken completely out of our memories. We're looking ahead. There's nothing good about our past except what Jesus did on the cross. Hallelujah. If you're looking back, you better be looking back to Calvary. And uh, any other type of looking, it better be straight ahead where God's leading you. And you and I need to be looking and reaching for that city wherein dwells righteousness. Hallelujah. The point here is God's letting us know at no time and to no angels did he declare as his son and that he would be a father to them and they would be his son. He didn't say that to any of them. 
And we'll get deeper into this. We're about out. Of, we'll get more into this in the next broadcast because, uh, and I know the rapture is probably going to take place before we get through chapter one. But that's okay. Uh, then we'll know a whole lot more when we're with the Lord. Amen. But for which, unto which of the angels said he at any time, "You're my son. This day have I begotten thee." And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And we will look at these scriptures when we come back in the next broadcast and it'll probably be next week seeing how Robin and I are getting ready to go to Lima, Ohio at the end of this week. So this coming Thursday and Friday I will not be doing the broadcast because we will be preparing in Thursday and then leaving on uh, Friday to go to Lima, Ohio. So I better end it here today and I, I hope you've been encouraged. I hope the Lord has given you something to go and look at. Go and research for yourself and, and to ask the Lord for the meat of His Word. Lord, I want to grow with what I'm seeing here. I want, I want the Word of God to be applied to my heart to bring joy and maturity and growth. I, I want to be more like you. I, I'm, I'm tired tired of looking back. I want to look ahead. I'm tired of being entangled in all the things of this world. I just want to be all wrapped up in Jesus. I want to be all wrapped up in your will for my life. I, I know I'm still in this world, but I don't want to have any resemblance of it. I, I, I know I'm in this world, but, but I want to be looking ahead to that world you got planned for me. And, and, I, and I know I'm here, but I want to be a greater witness to you, Lord in this life. I, I want to learn your, your word. I want your word to become the light to that path of righteousness that you've laid ahead of me. It's the same thing as the race God set before us. And I want to run this race. Hallelujah. I want to run this race with great joy and I want to be a, uh, I want to be a testimony on all that know me. Lord, give us the desires of our heart. Lord, give us a greater desire for your word and a greater sensitivity to the leading of your spirit. And I just pray you've been encouraged. Pray for us. Pray for the meetings this weekend. We'll be at the Hampton Inn in Lima, Ohio. If you're anywhere near there, come out. Be a part of those meetings. In that Sunday after uh, that following day there on the 17th, we'll be at the Full Gospel Temple of Love, Pastor Joe Compton. And we've been there before. Look forward to seeing that family of believers again. And uh, praise God until I see you here next, uh, next time. Uh, stay determined. Just stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified and you will find the life, the joy, the peace and everything else God has for you. Glory to God. I'll see you later.